Who here wants to know what their purpose is? Amen. Hallelujah. You all have a purpose in this world, in your life. And today you will find out what your purpose is. Hallelujah, for real. I know, I see the spiritual realm. Many of you have prayed to God, what is my purpose? I just want to know what to do with my life, God. Today, God is answering your prayer. You will know what your purpose is on this earth. Today, no question, no doubt, there is prophetic direction that's released to you today. Hallelujah. Luke 10, 27, it says, the greatest commandment is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You were put here on this earth not to be successful, not to make lots of money, not to have the American ideal picturesque life. You are not put here on this earth with a purpose to have a family, that that's your, that's your whole purpose. You are not put here on this earth to, to be gifted and shine for the world. And, and have people be like, wow, they're so great. So you can feel better. So you can feel good. See, in the world's way, that's what, that's what it is. In the world's way, people want to find their purpose. But the reason they want to find their purpose is they want to find, I want to find something that I'm good at, that makes me happy, that brings me money, and that my family and friends look, look at me and say, yeah, they, they've got a good life. They, they did well. Right? That's the world's way of purpose. Really, it's success. But we are not of this world. Amen. Amen. We are not of this world. We need to have a completely different mindset. The truth is, is this is just a blink of an eye, a fading mist vapor that we are here on this earth. This is so temporary. Eternity is a long time. (laughs) And so we aren't put on this earth to just have fun, have success in the world, look good, make our dreams come true. No, God created you to be here for a reason and it was not that. He didn't have to put you here. He didn't have to create you, but he didn't have to create you and put you here. He could have created you and put you in heaven. Uh But he created you and put you here. He put you here to release his kingdom to this world, to destroy the works of the devil, to bring him to the world, to bring Jesus to the world, to show the world that Jesus exists, how amazing and loving he is, and that he is the only Lord and your only Savior. 
Hallelujah. That is why you're here. That is why every single person was created on this earth. But the thing is, is that most of you, mo most believers are like, yeah, yeah, I know that. Right. But like, what's really my purpose though? What's my calling? <laughs> right? I just told you though, this is truly your purpose. This is truly your purpose. There is not a destination. People tell me, oh, but you know you're an apostle. You know you're calling. I want to know what I'm called to be. But when I received that prophecy, that wasn't my destination. That wasn't like, now I found my purpose on this earth. Your purpose on this earth is simply to love Jesus so much that he transforms you into his image. So that then you can bring him to the world. So that then people can see him through you. So that then he can entrust anointing, power of God in you. Because he doesn't do that until you look like him. And you won't look like him until you love him so much. And you really know him. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So as we love God with everything in us, he transforms us into his image. Now we can have a heart for other people. We can see the lost, the sick, the oppressed, the dying, the poor. And we can have God's heart because we love him so much. We've been transformed into his image. We've received his heart. Now we can love our neighbor. Uh -huh. When you are doing those two things, you are fulfilling your purpose. Oh. Hallelujah. It's simple. I'm telling you, it's simple. It's really just the world that says you need to have this title, this position, this career, this money this family and kids and the house and the, uh, no. It's simply this, love God and love his people. Amen. Yes. That's it, and, you, and God wants you to rest in that. I'm fulfilling my purpose right now. Right, right. So for me, like being an apostle and doing what I'm doing now, walking in what God called me to do in the office of an apostle, this is really just me being used even more by God. Going deeper into my purpose. But it wasn't like I was not fulfilling my purpose until I became an apostle. It was not. Because how I'm able to be used by God now, how I'm being purposeful in this world, is because of my past with God. It came from discovering his love, discovering his goodness through the journey, discovering his faithfulness through the journey, discovering his love more and more and more and more. So now, after all that time where I was wandering around with hardly any money, 
no clue what I was supposed to do with my life. Wandering from pursuit after pursuit after pursuit, getting a degree I didn't use at all. <laughs> but all of this, all of this led me to have God's heart like never before. Because I got to know my God, my Father. I got to know him through all that. I got to know how loving he is, how faithful he is. And so now God can entrust me with anointing. Now when I share like with you and I can be purposeful, right? I want to be purposeful. I want to fulfill purpose. I'm, you know, I'm being purpose. <laughs> I'm being purposeful now. You know, you know, lives are being changed. You're being touched by the messages. Hallelujah. And anointing's flowing. Hallelujah. But that's only happening because of my past when I felt like I didn't know what my purpose was. All of that time. What is my purpose? What is my calling? I was already fulfilling it. There would be no this right now if it wasn't for that time back then. So that's why so many of you, I mean, truly all of us were like, what am I supposed to do with my life? What is my real purpose? That is why God allows us to be there, to sit there for a while, for years. Because this is where we get to know God's faithfulness, his goodness, his heart. So that we can be the most purposeful, use the most powerfully later on because of where you are right now. So this part right here, this destinate, this place where I'm at now of, of ministering to you and being an apostle, knowing this is what I'm called to be, I'm called to be an apostle. This isn't more important than the past when I had no clue. It's not more important. I was fulfilling my purpose just as much back then. You begin fulfilling your purpose the moment you surrender to God. Amen. Yeah, that's the key. From there, as soon as you surrender to God, you are living out your full purpose. Immediately. When you really, from your heart, surrender to God. Of course, there's going to be times where God will reveal certain things you're supposed to do. Maybe he wants you to be an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, a teacher. Maybe he wants you to be a doctor, a lawyer. You know, maybe he wants you to be a, a teacher, a, an actor, a singer, a camera person, you know. There are both things he leads you to where you will get to that place of, yes, this is like what I've been waiting for. I really feel purposeful more now. You know, there will be that place, the things that you're yearning for right now, like that will come. That will come. But God doesn't want you to be yearning for that and thinking that you're, you're not having any purpose right now before that comes. He wants you to rest knowing I'm fulfilling my purpose on this earth right now because I'm surrendered to God. Amen. Amen. So I've reached my destination of fulfilling my purpose, the thing I dreamed for, the thing I prayed for for so long. I went through a journey where I, 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 I was a lukewarm Christian. I was a Christian my whole life, but I hadn't encountered the power of God yet. So now I see, looking back, I never actually met Jesus until I encountered his power. <laughs> so 
because I never met Jesus before, I wasn't in love with him. And so you need to be in love with him to surrender to him. You need to know. And when you know his real love, you will be in love with him. <laughs> Hallelujah. So back in my, my, my high school years, I'm trying to figure out what to go to college for. I go for communications. I just, I didn't know what to do really with my life. Um, and you know, we all want these, we all, we look at people who have this one gift and they really love it. That, that thing that they're good at. Maybe it's singing, right? Maybe it's math, maybe it's accounting. They have, we, we see these people, we see these celebrities, right? And it's like, why did God gift them with that and not me? We, we feel like that, right? This person, they have this gift and that gift has br brought them so much success. And on top of that, they're, they're, they're making a difference. They're blessing people. This is people in the world. We see them that way. But if they are not loving God and then loving people, I'm not talking about loving people without God. I'm saying really loving God and loving people. It doesn't matter how successful they are how gifted they are they are not making a perp they are not living out their purpose that god created them for we have to stop idolizing like celebrities or just even just successful people we see on our lives stop we need to stop desiring that because you can have hardly any money in your pocket have no clue what where to go next what job you should you have no clue you have no husband wife children so you feel like you have nothing. But if you are loving God truly, you are loving people, you are surrendered to God, you are fulfilling your purpose on this earth. Amen. And they are not. Amen. That's the spiritual reality. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July, everyone. I forgot. I'm so like, I forgot about Father's Day. If you guys were here for Father's Day, I'm sorry. Happy belated Father's I'm just like revival focused. I don't even pay attention to holidays or anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, so I, 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 I went to school for communications. I graduated. I was like, no, th this isn't right. I don't think this is what God's calling me to. God, what do you want me to do? What, I'll go anywhere. What do you want me to do? Then I felt God leading me to pursue acting, to move to LA to pursue acting. It, acting was something I enjoyed at and I was pretty good. Okay, I really feel God called me to do this. So I, I leased a car, I drove across the whole country from upstate New York, where I'm from. Amen. And I moved here 2013, pursuing acting. And I was pursuing it for about a year or so, a year and a half. And through that, I honestly became more in love with God than ever before. And I started taking steps towards surrender. I hadn't encountered the power of God yet, so I wasn't there yet. But I just became hungrier for God like never before. So me, my heart changing, being more for God than ever before, made me now shift and be like, I think actually I want to pursue being a Christian music singer. Instead of acting, I think Christian, I want to I bring, do something for the kingdom, you know? So then I was doing that, and it was going well. The music videos were success, successful. They turned out really good. And I had so much support from my family and friends. They were telling me, this is amazing what you're doing. This is amazing what you're doing for God. You're talented at this. You're going to make it. 
And I felt like finally, I went from not knowing what I was supposed to do, going to school for communications, thinking I was gonna be an event planner maybe, thinking I was gonna then be a wedding planner, then thinking I was gonna do acting, then thinking I was gonna do singing, and finally I was like, I found my calling, I think, yay! I was so relieved, I was like, yes, this is finally it, it matches up, like, it's something I'm good at. Um, people, I'm getting all the support from people, applause, yeah, and it's working out, like the music videos went out, worked out well, I wrote the song easily, okay. And I'm doing something for God, it's for Jesus, so yes. We're, we're, t we're crossing off the list here. Yeah, it all adds up, this must be it. And then, and then I encountered the power of God. I surrendered to Jesus because I fell in love with him and I surrendered my plans, my dreams. I really meant it with my heart. Like I was like, Jesus, anything you wanna do with my life, whatever, you can take my dreams, you can take my plans. I, I really meant that with my heart. And nine months after that, Almost five years ago, or sorry, almost six years ago this, no, sorry, five years ago, I get confused. Almost five years ago this September, a prophet prophesied to me, you're actually called to be an apostle to the nations of Jesus Christ. And public speaking was my biggest fear, my biggest weakness. I had no clue how to minister, how to preach. I had no clue how to get revelation from God. I looked at ministers and I was like, how do they do that? And how are they like always on fire for God? I truly had no clue. But I wanted God's will more than I wanted my own. And God reminded me in this moment of Moses. Moses was called by God to be a, to be a prophet, to be a leader of millions of people. And he stuttered. And he said, God, I can't even speak. And you want me to be a prophet? Your mouthpiece for millions of people? And God says, I will give you the words to speak. I made your mouth. I made your tongue. I will give you the words to speak. It'll be my power moving through you. And God gets the glory when it works out that way. God reminded me of that in that moment. And that's what gave me the ability to accept the call with joy in much discomfort and uncertainty like never before in my life, but with joy, knowing that I would be in God's will. And that's all I wanted. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So I accepted the call. And remember I told you public speaking was my biggest fear, my biggest weakness. And I struggled for a long time. I looked at other preachers and I was like, how can I do this? They are so good. The way they speak, is, they're so talented. They're so gifted. I looked at them and I was like, ah, I don't have any kind of speaking gift. You know, they, I, would, I would say they would, they would make these amazing metaphors and find examples in their lives or words would rhyme or something or alliterations and stuff and I just didn't like have that you know or they'd be funny they'd be funny they have charisma and stuff or, or they would be there would be a certain preaching way that I just I just didn't like have that 
I, I didn't have, I looked at myself and I, was, I looked at myself as inadequate. I looked at myself as like, how will this work out? I also didn't see myself as a leader of people. I was never someone to take charge, to take authority, which is a testimony to God's power transforming me because now I'm taking authority over the demons. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. But you wouldn't believe, if you saw me back in college, if you saw me, I was, I was the shyest person in my class in high school and I, was, I, was, I thought I was going to get voted most shy my senior year. For real, I'm not exaggerating. I didn't, we didn't have that as a superlative that year, but I was afraid of, I thought that might happen. I was that shy. And then even when I got out of my shell a little bit, was in college, we would have group projects all the time. Just three people in a group. Okay, get in a group. And you know, someone has to step up and be the leader. Some, you know how people have that natural, I'll take authority here, right? Yeah. That was not me one time. <laughs> that was not me one time to be like, yes, I'm, I'm, I can lead people. I know how to do this. And I feel the prompting to do this, right? Because I would see people do that. I would see people take charge. Yep, I'll take charge. Not one time was that me. So God's calling me to start a church lead a group of people, just like Moses, and speak, and I, those are my weaknesses. And I, and I asked God one time, I asked God one time in the beginning, I was like, God, are you sure? Like, I don't really see myself as like, like a leader. And, and you know what God spoke to me? He says, what you think of a leader, what the world thinks is a leader is not what I see as a leader. Yeah. The world sees leaders as what I just described. Yep. It's just in me to just like take charge, yeah, right? <laughs> I feel that, yep, that urge. I'm a leader, right? Um, the world sees it like that. The world sees a leader as one who's very illiterate, very good speaking in front of people naturally, right? That's what the world, and confident, and very confident. And I was none of those things. But God says, this is what the world thinks is a leader. This is what you think a leader is. That's why you're so confused right now. Like, what, God? What are you, are you sure? But God spoke to me. He said, this is really what a true leader is. One who has my heart. Amen. Yes. His heart. Just his heart, the heart of Jesus. He's like, that's a real leader. All you need is that to be a leader. And you are all called to be leaders, to lead people to Jesus and to be an example for others. This is how to be Christ-like. As Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. That's how it should be for all of you, that you are so Christ-like that really people can look at you and see Christ and be able to be like Christ because they see you. They learn through you. So God taught me that. He said, that's all that's needed is that heart. And when you have that heart, you have everything you need. Everything. You don't need to worry about anything else. It is not about the gifts. So many and talents and abilities and natural inklings. So many of you have really wrestled with figuring out your purpose. And many of you have wrestled with insecurities. 
because you see other people who you think are prettier than you, who you think have better gifts than you, who you think are smarter than you, and you're like, why God didn't you give me that gift? Many of you have struggled with that. But God doesn't look at any of that. That's the world that sees all of that. This is what God sees. He puts his heart in you. When you can seek him and be transformed into his image, you have his heart. And that surpasses any kind of physical look the world says looks better or whatever. It surpasses any kind of gift or talent of the world. Like singing. Like uh, smartness. You're smart. It surpasses it all when you have Jesus' heart. That heart, that's what matters. That's all God sees as you are. You, you are gifted. That's the real, like, gifted. So what God wants to do is he wants your heart. He wants you to seek after him so much so that you become like him. Now you have everything you need. He's not looking at the gifts, the looks, the everything. You have everything you need with that heart. So now, God does the rest. Now, God puts anointing upon you. Amen. And now, you are making a real difference in this world because you are releasing the power of God that breaks yokes to the world. It's not about a pretty singing voice, a pretty face, your, your smart accounting skills or whatever. Who cares about that? that? That does nothing for the kingdom. That brings no change in this world, real change, with no anointing. You see the most incredible singer in this world, let's say singer. And maybe you're thinking, wow, that person's really blessing people. They're coming to their concerts and they're having so much fun. But Jesus doesn't see it like that. When, they, when they're not of God, when they're not loving God. Right. Jesus just sees this is just an emotional experience somebody's having. And even some people are idolizing these, these stars. So it's, 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 it's actually a bad thing. It's not even a neutral thing. Like, oh, they're just emotions. Yay. But it's actually a bad thing, right? But what God wants to do is you come as you are. You have God's heart. Now he puts the anointing upon you. And now it's his power moving through you and touching people. Really touching people. It is not, it is not my speaking ability that is breaking yokes off of people's lives. It's casting out demons. It is not my speaking gift God's helped me and my speaking's gotten better. Praise God. <laughs> but it's not. I could, I could be stuttering right now. And if there's anointing, the demons are not responding to whether they're stuttering or not. They're responding to the anointing. This is why it's, we need to stop thinking, stop comparing ourselves. Why don't I have that gift? Why don't I have that look? Why don't I have that ability? Because then I could be successful. 
Let's look at God's version, God's view of success, not the world's view of success. Amen? That's why God's truly made every single one of you perfectly. Because it's the world that says this gift's better, this voice is better, this ability's better, this look, this physical feature, this skin color is better. It's the world. It's not God's view. You were all made perfectly. You all have everything you need, all the gifts you need, all the abilities, all the features you need to fulfill your purpose on this earth and be lacking nothing. 1 Samuel 16. So Saul had evil spirits. And they said, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you, Saul. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the liar. He will play when the evil spirit from God comes on you and you will feel better. So Saul says, go find somebody. Find somebody anointed who can do that. And then uh, verse 19, uh, verse 19, it says, Send me your son David. They spoke of David, who they knew was anointed. David is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them with his son David to Saul. David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, saying, Allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Verse 23. Whenever the spirit from God came on Saul, the evil spirit... David would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better. And the evil spirit would leave him. That is what you are called to do. It wasn't about David's lyre playing ability. Or about any of his qualities or natural gifts. It was about the anointing on him. That is what it is. That's why you are here to be anointed and to release the power of God to this earth. So it's time you see yourselves as perfectly made. And how you are is perfect. Your personality is perfect. You want to be used the most powerfully by God in this world? Fall in love with him. Seek him. Seek him. Seek him. Focus on him completely. Surrender everything. Keep seeking him. Keep seeking him. Until your revelation grows of his love for you. The Bible says, you will seek me, and when you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Seek the Lord with all of your heart, and you will find him. When you seek him with everything, you will find him. That is how to walk in your purpose right now. Seek him. Seek him until you have a heart like his. Because you will have a heart like his when you find him. You will. And you find him by continuing to seek him. Seek him again and again and again. Thank you, Lord. So when you seek him, you find him, you become like him. Now, it's time 
to release this anointing he's given you to the world by just being who God created you to be. I wrestled with this for a long time. I was so insecure about my preaching and I would have only Jeantal for so long because we had so few people in our church, but it was only her most weeks saying, I was blessed by your sermon. I was touched by it, it was powerful. For years, she was the only, most, not always, but mostly the only one telling me that. And I was battling such insecurity from day one. I don't have these gifts. I don't, I'm not like these other preachers and they're successful. And I'm not. So I'm, I mean, in world, the world's way, I have only a few people here, so maybe I'm not a good preacher. I kept thinking that all the time. I would, I would wrestle with the enemy's, enemy's lies. But you know what God taught me? How he really wants to use you is for you to be yourself. <laughs> and let his anointing flow. Because then it's all about the anointing. Not you trying to get in the way, trying to conjure up gifts. Trying to conjure up being a, like other people. But God made you how you are for a reason. And so the most powerful way you can be used by God is just to share your heart, like your real heart. That's what God taught me to do. Now I don't try to be like somebody else. I don't try to like speak really loud or something. I don't, I used to. I used to, you know, try to be like other preachers and stuff and be in my head. But God taught me just be yourself. Just share from your heart because that's how I'm seen the most is how you've experienced me, how I've experienced God, how I've seen him come through in my life, how he's been faithful, what he's taught me, the lessons he taught me. I just, it's in my heart. And now I just want to share it with you so you can get to know Jesus, what he's taught me. I can release this to you. But Jesus can only be really released like this when I just be myself, when I just share my heart. And this is new. We're not used to this. We're used to thinking we have to be a certain way. We're used to thinking we have to go to seminary school, right? We're used to, you have to, you have to learn how to cast out demons and how, like, we have to learn how to do all these, like, we have to learn and we have to be like this person. But God just wants you to be yourself and share his heart with people. That's how you will really start living out your purpose right now. Really, right now. Right now, God will start using you so powerfully when you can just speak out. You know, you see people in your lives and you just start sharing them your heart about God. You personally. You personally, how you've seen God come through with you, for you. You personally, how you witnessed a miracle here at Fivefold Church and what that did to you. How God touched your heart as you witnessed that. You receiving deliverance and how you felt God's love through that. How God's opened up your eyes to see that deliverance is important today. The things that he's opened up your eyes about how his power moving is so important in the church. You know, you sharing just your heart with somebody. Just your heart. God will start to use you so powerfully when you do this. You can just relax 
and share your heart that is beautiful and perfectly made by God. Because this is what God wants for us to be transformed into his image. As it says, as we look at him, as we behold him, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So as we all each look at him and become like him so much, we shine and radiate Jesus to this world. This is the most powerful thing we can do in this world, is do that. But God created you all differently and uniquely. God is big. God can't be seen through just one person. There's different aspects to him. That's why he chose to make you so uniquely beautiful and perfect how you are. Nobody's the same. So when you are looking at Jesus and becoming transformed into his image, you are releasing a part of him that no one else has released in this world. But only when you can rest in who God created you to be. When you can rest in your heart. And I want to I want to let you know, I want to let you know that when you when you are when your heart is truly you love God. Thank you. God has something powerful in store today. Amen. Yeah, we can tell. We can see in the spiritual realm to see that God is, is doing many wonders today. Hallelujah. But when you, when you can be transformed into the image of God, thank you, Jesus. When you can be transformed into his image, when you are surrendered to him, when you, with your heart, I love you, God. I love you, God, and I want to serve you, and I want to be in your will. When that is your heart... Okay, when that is your heart, I want you to know, God wants you to know you can rest in your heart. Because many of you have been believing the devil's lies that your heart isn't good. That's the devil lying to you because he knows the power of you resting in who God created you to be and being confident that you love Jesus and being confident that Jesus will be released to you through this world. The devil knows how powerful that is. So he tries to keep you from sharing your heart. He tries to, he, he lies to you and says, you're not good enough to be used by God yet. You've got a lot of work to do. So you sit by and you're like, oh God, when can I fulfill my purpose? You can start fulfilling it right now if you can just say no to the devil's lies. God wants you to rest in your heart. I feel passionate about this because one of my very best friends in this world, she has the most beautiful heart I've ever, like, I've ever seen for God. And she would be, she had no clue how beautiful her heart is. Because the devil was, she was believing the devil's lies. This is how the devil works. He'll plant lies of jealousy. He'll plant, even, even he can plant thoughts of lust and you're not desiring to be lustful or even looking at people like that. But he'll plant thoughts like that. He'll plant these like sinful thoughts that come out of nowhere. You're not putting your eye to the sinful thought. You're not meditating, yes, I am jealous. I want bad for this person. 
You're not that in your heart. When you're not that in your heart, that is not you. That thought is coming from the devil. It's not your thought. And that's why people, many of you think you have not good hearts. Because you thought that the, the, those thoughts planted by the devil were yours. And you say, wow, why did I have that thought? I must have a lot of work to do on my heart. <laughs> hallelujah. God's setting you free today. Yes, hallelujah. That's how the devil works. Yeah, it's when you're meditating on those things and you're like, yes, I want bad for this person. That's when the heart has work to do. But the devil will come and plant those thoughts. So from today, you need to recognize this is how the devil's coming to try to make me think my heart isn't good. So I won't be used by God. So I won't be confident. God wants you to be confident in who he created you to be. And confident that he really will be released to this world through you. Right now, it's going to increase as the years go by. But God can start using you powerfully right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Um, so the key, the, the biggest key to fulfilling your purpose is to have Jesus' heart. He takes care of the rest. He, it says in the Bible that he, he directs the steps of the righteous man. I'm telling you, he is so good. He had me doing acting. He had me doing singing. He took me from New York to L.A. But this whole time, he was directing my steps. He was teaching me of his faithfulness. I learned his heart and his faithfulness through that journey until he could direct my steps where I encountered the power of God for the first time, where I surrendered to him. And nine months later, he directed my steps into that conference where a prophet prophesied to me, you're called to be an apostle. So God will direct your steps. It's going to look different, but I'm telling you that when you truly seek God with all of your heart, he will be directing your steps. You are a righteous man and woman. He will never forsake you. He will direct you perfectly. And there will be confidence and a knowing when the next step is to come. When God says, go here, you're called to be this. You're called to do this. You need to step into this career or vocation, etc. There will be this confidence and this knowing because God is this good. So from today, it's time to stop worrying. Am I missing God's voice? I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this. Why am I hearing you? If you're not hearing from God, it means that you are, you are supposed to be right where you are and keep seeking him. Until he makes it very clear. Go this way now. God's ways are not our ways. Hallelujah. So from today, it's time to stop worrying, stop fretting. I'm telling you, I asked God years before he told me to be an apostle. I asked him years prior, God, I'll do anything. Just tell me what to do. But God's ways are perfect. The way he molded my heart and taught me about his heart to get me to that place of surrender was perfect. was the perfect amount of time. Hallelujah. So you will be in God's will. You will be fulfilling God's purpose when you keep seeking him with all your heart. That's the key. That and to, to have the most heart like his. Learn from Paul's example. Follow me as I follow Christ. Meaning, find someone who's reflecting Jesus' heart and it seems like an even more powerful way than you are. 
and who's walking in anointing and follow. God puts those people like Apostle Paul who, who, who have a, a higher revelation of God's love and God's heart. And the way God releases that to you is when you look, when you learn, when you listen, like you are today here. I'm teaching you God's heart for you. And so you are receiving more of God's heart now because you've learned here today. This is how he works. As Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So if you want to have the heart like Jesus the most, seek him, seek him, seek him with all your heart. Surrender to him. And position yourself to receive. Find an apostle Paul of today. Amen? Amen. So you can receive God's heart more, more revelation. And you can receive impartation to walk in anointing like David did. That's when you will really be in the deepest way fulfilling your purpose is releasing anointing to this world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to God right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, for opening up eyes today. I thank you, Jesus, for destroying lies of the devil today. We thank you, God, for rest. For today, every person here will now rest in Jesus. Every one of you from today will rest knowing that God is directing your every step. Knowing that you are in God's perfect will as long as you're seeking him. As long as you're surrendered, you are in God's perfect will. Not a step out. Not a step late. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I release this anointing to you all now in Jesus' name. I speak all of that insecurity to go now in Jesus' name. All of that heaviness, feeling like you were missing God's voice, something was wrong with you, you weren't hearing him, you didn't know what to do with your life, you, maybe you missed him. All of that voice of the devil, I declare it to come out. I lift out that burden off of you now in Jesus' name. Be free now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Every lie of the devil telling you you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not gifted enough, you're not talented enough, you're not smart enough, I declare all of those lies to go from you now in Jesus' name. I see God removing strongholds now. Earlier in your life, some of you, you were a child, and people spoke things to you that you weren't good enough, that you weren't pretty enough, that you weren't skinny enough. Things... People spoke these words to you and it became a, a stronghold of the enemy in your mind. I declare that spirit to leave you now in Jesus' name. I break that stronghold off your mind now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I remove all of the regret away from you now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I speak over you. You are perfectly made. You are beautiful. There's nothing wrong about you. You have a good heart. God is pleased with you. 
He delights in you. This is God speaking to you now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I speak this anointing to come in you and re remove all that insecurity. And I speak that confidence to arise. That confidence. Jesus lives in me. He's made me perfectly. And he's moving through me and touching people. May this confidence come in you now in Jesus' name so you can fulfill your purpose right now, from today, now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Just say right now, I am perfectly made. There is nothing wrong with me. I love Jesus with all my heart. My heart is beautiful. I will be a powerful vessel of God. I am anointed. I am chosen. I am fulfilling my purpose now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I see. Thank you, Lord. I see God just moving upon hearts right now. Some of you are feeling moved to surrender to him right now. Some of you have been so worn out. What am I supposed to do with my life? And God's spoken to you today. Today, this is the answer. Surrender to me right now. Surrender to me right now. And I will fill that void. He wants to fill that void because you were created with this void that is only fulfilled when you're surrendered to God and when you're then walking out your purpose. That's when it is filled. Thank you, Jesus. Just surrender to God right now with your own words, if that is you, if God is moving on your heart right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.